Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. No, no. Tuesday. <laughs> we just get so excited, don't we? Here we are again. Another day, another podcast. Um, how are you, mate? How was your weekend? I find it was really, really good. You know, I really look forward to these podcasts now. It's like my escapism. It's my time to chat to adults or an adult. Um, <laughs> yeah, an adult. I love it. <laughs> got a couple of days till Axel start school. So are you, have you, last week we were sort of flying around getting bits of PE kit and all the, the rest of it. Are you sorted? Um, you mean I'm sorted? I've actually currently got six pairs of school shoes. Oh, because Axel is so annoying. Um, he says one's too big, one's too small. Then the next day he likes this one, the next day he likes that one. And I'm like, can I, can I just take one, you know, five pairs back, please? You're only having one. So let's just decide which one is the right one. So that's where we're at. Definite way of doing things. Some might say you need to have a tiny bit more control over your your child. <laughs> some, no, some no, yes. No judgment here, Georgia, but like you are the boss of Axel. So if you need him to sit down and try a fucking pair of shoes on, <laughs> Oh, God, how are you? Saying that, I do exactly the same thing because I find really, it's really stressful and you can't cha- like try anything on in the shops anymore. So you have to take it home, try it on there and then take it back. Yeah, I know exactly. And the thing is, I mean, there's a lot of shoe shops that are doing fitting services, but I just know, like, yeah, Clarks are doing it, um, you know, like local sort of kids shoe shops are doing it as well. Um, But I always find it so much easier, like to either order everything online and then try it all on at home, or just go out, you know, buy a variety, try it on at home and then see. But anyway, I've given too many options, but I've learned my lesson. (laughs) As is everything in parenting, Georgia. It's brilliant. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I'm good. We're going at Luna's first day at school today. So I dropped her off this morning. Um, She starts preschool today and it was absolutely brilliant, but also so, so devastating for me because I'm an absolute wet when it comes to things like that. Not calling calling myself a wet. I just... No, you're not. I just cannot believe, and I know it's a complete cliche, but I can't believe that we're here. I can't believe that she's going to be four in a couple of weeks' time. And it just feels like it's gone in a heartbeat. And yeah, I don't know. My my mum keeps saying it to me, oh, before you know it, you know, they'll be off to university and... I mean, I didn't go to uni, but, you know, they'll be leaving school and everything else. And I don't know, really. It's just, I feel a bit nostalgic today. Like, I'm really glad that I'm here because I felt a bit low after drop-off. 
Oh, yeah. I couldn't go in you know it was like that thing we all had to line up and then they had to go in through past the loos and all that kind of stuff but Luna give her credit she was so brave and so brilliant and just walked in and was like bye mummy and I could see her putting her coat on her little hook and stuff and she's gone now four and a half days a week it's it's happened it has and it's amazing for them so you know we have to remember that <laughs> any parent as well who's who's dropping yeah. doing the first drop off uh, this week to school or preschool or whatever it is it's like it's not easy but I guess when we pick them up that will be the next conversation Friday's podcast they'll be like that it was a fucking disaster <laughs> No, it won't. Don't preempt that. Yeah, today's really, really great. We recorded this podcast last week, um, and this is a lady who, I mean, her growth, um, her her kind of personal growth is absolutely wonderful. Her career growth and the amount of things that she's got going on in her life, you know, writer, blogger, YouTuber, Instagrammer, mum. I mean, it's like how she fits it all in her day. I can't can't get my head around she's a real superstar yeah I mean yeah she really is um it was a it was a really great and actually really funny chat yeah um so I really really hope you enjoy it today we are chatting to Louise Pentland So welcome to Tuesday's episode of the podcast. Uh, Georgia and I are still recording remotely. Um, and so, yes, yet to be in the studio together. But with somebody as wonderful as today's guest, you kind of don't need it because you're going to feel her energy down the airwaves. She is mum to two gorgeous girls, Darcy and Pearl. Uh, she started off her career with um, Sprinkle of Glitter, which was basically about paints and about lip gloss. She then, I mean, there's a lot more in between that as well, but then she kind of grew her online following. She's got two million followers on Instagram. She is a Times number one best-selling author. I mean, wow, a blogger, a YouTuber, an all-round legend. Today's guest is Louise Pentland. Yay! What an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> wow. I will come on every week if you'll do me an intro like that. That was, that was, that was brilliant. Anything, you, anything you. you want to add for next time? Yeah. Um, no, I think I think that you did you yeah I feel like you ticked all the boxes there that was excellent thanks so much (laughs) Louise can we just talk about how many strings you've got to your bow I mean wow so impressive well I've been doing it a long time so I mean if I'd only been doing a week it would be impressive but I have been here 10 years so um I just keep picking up strings (laughs) I guess (laughs) yeah all of that as well and you've got two daughters to look after as well (laughs) I have. I've been. I've been knocked up twice, and then <laughs> had the babies, and thought, "Well, here we go then. Make the best of this." I say that in jest. Um, at least one of them was planned, so you know. <laughs> so, Louise, just tell us in a nutshell, just a little bit about how you've got to where you are today. Okay, so um, I graduated university in Liverpool, and realized I had no idea what to do with my life so I did the only sensible thing and became a receptionist and it turns out that I was actually the world's worst receptionist (laughs) that was the official job title the only thing I was good at was matching my eyeshadow to my cardigan it became a thing Barry (laughs) my boss he loved it Um, but anything else I was pretty dire at And whilst I was not being a good receptionist, I would read other people's blogs online, much to my boss Alison's dismay. She'd be very annoyed at me. Which blogs were you reading? So they don't even exist anymore. I've gone back to read them. But there were two American ones that I really liked. One about a mum who was building her own business, making earrings. And another about a woman who just did cute things in her house, like recover chairs and such. And I was like, huh, 
I could do that. And then yeah. shortly after, I moved down to Northampton, which is where I grew up, and bought a house. And it was a fixer-upper. And I was like, I'm going to start a blog about fixing up the house. And after six months, the house was done. And I realized that I really enjoyed blogging. And also, I was absolutely blog famous by then because I had 35 followers Whoa. on that blog. Yeah. yeah. One of them was me and another was my auntie. So 33, actually. <laughs> Um, and one of them Kathy from Germany asked me if I would make a YouTube video to talk about what I was starting to talk about on the blog which was beauty bits and hauls and just chit chat and I thought hey why not making a YouTube video it might throw a bit more traffic to the blog um I started a YouTube channel in 2010 and then things just really took off I think I started at the right time when it was really new um I was good friends with all the other UK vloggers um, and it just grew and grew and then in 2014 um, a really lovely publishing house Simon and Schuster contacted me and asked if I would write a book that was a bit like my blog and I was like why not give that a bash that'll be fun for six months um, did that and then I was like oh I quite like writing books and then four years later I've had four more and the latest one mum life just came out last week um, and it's been a bit of a journey. Oh, and I had two children in there as well. Um, <laughs> and um, got divorced, met a new man on Tinder, and he's proposed to me, so he'll make an honest woman, woman of me soon. Liam. But until then, I'll just live in sin. Yeah, Liam. Lovely Liam, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I feel like you've condensed it all, but there's there's so much that we kind of want to sort of kind of delve a little bit deeper into. Ask away. I'm an open book. Without trying to sound too kind of like Jerry Springer on you, um, your your well, child- I've taken my shoes off, so I could. <laughs> if you could be sitting in your pants right now um, and just be eating a burger, that would be great. Um, can you tell us a little bit, kind of, about your childhood and like what that was like for you? You know, you grew up your, your mum and dad, and kind of where you were from, and all that kind of stuff, just so we can kind of get a feel of, I guess, like the real young you. So I grew up with my lovely mum and dad. I was born in Leeds and then we moved down to Northampton, which is where they originated from. But dad had moved up there for work. And then when I was five, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. And then by the time I was seven, sadly, uh, the drugs and the therapies had not worked and she passed away, which obviously is is sad. Um and then my dad uh, brought someone else into our life who turned out to be what we can only describe as the worst egg, a bad egg. Yeah. Um, a woman who was just terrible, very abusive emotionally and mentally and physically. Um, and that went on till I was 15. And then she left our lives. And then I started university and life sort of began for me. Um, but that's that's where that's where that's the book it, yeah. shares all of that yeah I read an article that you an interview that you did recently where you spoke really bravely and really kind of passionately and really inspiringly about you know your experiences and what you went through and I just wanted to say Georgia and I both wanted to say how incredibly yeah brave you are for doing that because oh, we don't you know you. it was just amazing so many people I imagine go through their life not talking about stuff like that so for you to have such a big you know online following and to inspire so many young girls it's like it's admirable. Oh, well, that's very complimentary of you. Thank you. So, I mean, you, you have spoken about your, your childhood and, and, and how maybe your life changed a lot when you went away to university. Do you think your experience as a child, you know, losing your mother, has shaped you as a mother yourself? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
Yes, I do. I think that every woman or every person is shaped by the childhood you have and the the experiences that happen to you. Um, But I didn't realize quite how much until I had my children. So university was a brilliant time for me because that's when um, all the abuse had come to an end and I was able to start healing and having some distance from that. And then at university, I was just really able to, it sounds like so cringy, but I was able to like find myself. No, Um, I think a lot of people do. Yeah, they do and have friends and be independent and really enjoy life. Um, And that's where I met Darcy's dad and we got married and we had Darcy and I suddenly realized that I just wanted her to not have the childhood I had. So I really want her to have all the love that my mum gave me because my mum was a brilliant mum and so lovely. And I really enjoyed that part of things. But now she's she now is nine. And for me, the abusive life started at seven. And so I'm just so conscious that basically I'm doing like opposites parenting. I think a lot of people will relate to that. People who haven't enjoyed their childhood. It's like, well, I'm just going to make it nothing like that. Um, and, and hope for the best. I think we all hope that we don't screw up our children. I often think, oh my God, it doesn't matter how hard you try. Are they going to end up in therapy talking about how crap you were as a parent? That's my biggest fear. D- Louise, exactly the same as me. My husband and I, Dozer and I chat about it all the time. And, and I always say to him, I just I can't fuck this up. I don't want to fuck it up. I always say that phrase. And he says, look, it doesn't matter what we do or what we say. We can only do our best. Luna and Kit and Isla might turn around to us at one point and say, you you got that wrong and now as a result of you doing that this is how I am and I'm not happy and that might be the reality we only ever try and do our best as parents you know for, for, you know in the three of us having this conversation today we're only ever trying to do our best but it might not be good enough and that's a really hard pill to swallow I think definitely do you think that our parents though thought oh I don't want to screw them up don't want to screw them up because I feel like mine didn't consider that but if they did (laughs) that's terrifying isn't it because you think bloody hell if they weren't trying to screw things up but they did like what hope have we got (laughs) do you know what it's so funny because I bought a book called what is it it's like the pair the book you wish your parents had read right (laughs) yeah and I remember getting it out and showing my mum and dad oh look I'm gonna read this book and my mum was like oh great so now you're going to pull apart everything I did wrong as a parent and you're going to put it all on me. And actually, I haven't really read the book, but I just I just sort of just showed it to them so that so that they'd have some food for thought. But actually, I mean, I had a really lovely upbringing and I, you know, try and encapture that with my children now. Like I really want them to have some of those things. But it does put a lot of pressure, you know, it does put a lot of pressure on me um, to give them a lovely upbringing. And the world is different now as well. I always think that the world is so different to when we were children. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it's if it's different for better or for worse. Like parents we've definitely got more resources and the good side of it is we have the online world which is such a huge community and support and all those other mums and you know they say it takes a village but we have our digital village but then the bad side of that is the online world where everybody's got an opinion and sometimes I think you can have too much information and too many uh, like self-help guides and too many mum books I say mum books but a lot of people have said oh so your mum mum life your book is tips i'm like oh my god if i were to write a motherhood tips book that would be like one laminated you said tits then you mean you Uh, said tips didn't you not tits tips 
tip, uh, the tits book is coming next year. Um, <laughs> it's a pop-up book. <laughs> um, good for all ages. Good for, for all ages. ages. Yeah. One for the bads. Um, <laughs> I've gone too far. <laughs> you, you said how much you loved writing your novels and how you kind of really... I guess, found a flow with them. Let's go back to when you kind of first started writing your novels. You kind of said, you touched on it a little bit, that you really found your flow with your writing and that you really loved it. World Like Me is a fictional uh, book about a journey of a single mum. Were you kind of basing that on anything that you were going through at the time or did it literally kind of come out of nowhere? Uh, So, great question. Um, It's a fictional book and Robin Wilde is a fictional character, but at the same time, my life was had a lot of similarities. So the similarities were I was a single mum or I was just actually at that time of writing coming out of being a single mum. I'd met Liam at that point, but I had experienced single mum life um, and it was at the forefront of my mind because I'd just lived through it all. And I love fiction. I love chiclet, they call it, although apparently it's very offensive to say chiclet now. Oh, I love chiclet. Don't worry no, about I that. That doesn't offend me at all. Like I love it. Read. Yeah. yeah. I would call the, my wild books chiclet, but you're supposed to say female-led fiction. So they're female-led fiction. Um, I love all those books, but I had never read one that I felt really resonated with my own life. They were all like young, stylish women in London, going on dates, having a cool career. And I was like, oh I'm like a 30 year old slightly fat woman from Northampton not really smashing it and I wanted a character like that so I made Robin Wilde um but then her storyline and her job are not my life but I definitely picked the emotions of my life and packed them into that book and then you know when authors say that really like can I say wanky on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. You, can. <laughs> you know when they say that really wanky thing where they're like the characters just took on a life of their own. When people used to say that to me, I used to think, oh, "Fucking hell!" But my character it does. They do take on a life of their own. And in the second and third book, I was like, "Wow, it's happening! That author thing is happening." Um, so, so the next one and the one after go off on a real tangent, and it's quite exciting. We'll be right back after the short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Laura Wright, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Music in My Life. In this series, I'm talking to some amazing guests about their favorite pieces of music. We'll be delving into the music they listen to and why it shaped them throughout the years. It's like intense. It made me feel cooler and stronger and harder than I was. But the man on board had had cancer. 
and that's obviously become a big part of my life. I can listen to it now, reminding myself where I've come from. He just completely lost it oh. as we, we pulled up to the to the hospital. You can find it wherever you found this podcast. Just search Music In My Life. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? You mentioned that when the book um, first you know, was being published, you were coming out of single mum life because you just met Liam. How was dating as a mum? I won't lie to you, G. I don't think I ever really nailed dating, ever. Um, I put some of the best ones in the book but I just I don't know if I was attracting absolute weirdos or if I'm an absolute weirdo I don't know but I had a lot of just very strange experiences where I thought this this cannot only be happening to me um an example is I once went on a date I drove there in a brand new car which I scratched when I was parking I will just add which stand there and cry because you've got to go on a date with Steve so I got into the pub. I really hope Steve's not listening because I haven't actually changed his name. Probably should. Uh, <laughs> Stephen. Shout out um, to Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> I got in and he was like, it's Louise, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. And he was like, does anyone ever call you Cheese? And I was like, um, <laughs> no, no, don't, they don't really. He was like, oh, I might call you Cheesy Louise. And I was like, okay, oh, well, all right then. <laughs> but it's things like that that you just think, what's happened here like how is this like you is this the man I'm going to walk down the aisle to someone who 10 seconds in has said I might call you cheesy Louisey no it's not there was another man that killed lizards told me about the lizards had killed um 40 uh so it got to that point in the date where he said have you got any pets which is when you really dying on your ass isn't it if you're asking someone to <laughs> you're really, yeah yeah you're struggling for conversation <laughs> you're struggling and I was like oh I've got a couple of cats he's like oh I'll bet you're one of those crazy cat ladies I was like <laughs> yep um and I said what about you and he's like well I had two lizards I was like oh right and in my head I was thinking definitely not sleeping with you because I'm definitely not going back to a house that's got lizards in it not a chance um so not obviously that not that I would sleep with someone on the first date obviously not um lol um and I was like oh right that's that's really interesting um and he was like yeah I thought that they were a boy and a girl no I thought that they were brothers but it turns out they were a boy and a girl I was like oh wow that's also interesting uh and he said I came down one day and there were 20 eggs and I was like oh my gosh so have you got 22 bearded dragons and he's just so casually is like nah I killed them it's like what <gasps> oh, what a day I was like sorry <laughs> what he was like yeah I just put them in the bin and I was like oh my god I said didn't they hatch in the bin wait for it he said no I put them in the freezer for a week first I was like, oh, my God. In my mind, I was thinking, abort mission, abort mission, absolutely not continuing this date. And I was like, oh, wow, gosh, okay. Record, get out quickly. Yeah, and I said, oh, I didn't think that you could do it. I mean, would have given them to a sanctuary or something. And he was like, well, I thought about doing it the next time, but I just put them in the bin again. I was like, okay. Well, oh, so you did it twice? Twice. Oh, do you call the police at this point? Or, I mean, who do you, who do you call? <laughs> um well I I pretty quickly ended the date um with my classic so if ever you want to get out of a date so I've I've done lots of ways to get out of a date um 
But the best one you can ever say is that you're having tummy cramps because oh, nobody wants to yeah. question that. It's either period or diarrhea. No one wants to know about either of those. So I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I can feel my tummy cramping. I feel really embarrassed, but I best go just in case I need to, you know. And he was like, oh, all right then. I was like, bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Um, did you have any sort of false starts before you met Liam um, in terms of, did you did you think there was going to be, you know, another the one? Um, and at what point did you mention that you already had, that you were already a mum? Um, so, and again, it's in the book as well. I've gone into real detail, but you already know that, which is why your question was so good. Um, <laughs> yes, I, I, a few times thought, oh, I'm so lucky I've met such a wonderful man. And then he turned out to be, a snake um I say that with Jess because he's still a friend of ours but there was a man from America who was wildly in love with and we had this amazing time um like and I by amazing I mean actually amazing not like we had lots of in jokes I mean like movie level amazing the man took me on a helicopter once over Manhattan on a yacht a yeah, a very small one, but a yacht nonetheless. Um, all sorts of incredible things, but it just amounted to nothing. And he was just sort of stringing me along forever. Um, so that all went a bit down the pan. And then um, I had a boyfriend after him. God bless him. Um, I thought that he was going to be a really great boyfriend. I'm, I'm being really careful because I'm not still friends with him. And he didn't actually do anything wrong, except he just said that he didn't want to go out with a mum, which was really awkward because we've been going out for four months. Oh, because, wow. Well, his his problem was he wants to have children. I was like, okay, well, that's not off the cards. He was like, yes, but you've already done it, so it won't be special with you. And I was like, oh. Oh, my God, did people even say that? <laughs> yeah, he did. And I was like, oh, right, well. And then he dumped me. Um, but the good thing is he did take me to Ikea the next day to get the big desk that I needed because I didn't have enough boot space. So at least I got my desk from Ikea out of it. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I mean, all jokes aside, do you think it's harder to date as a mum? Yes, I yeah. do. I wish that I could be like, no, it's not. Um, but it is. And I suppose it's because you are a bigger package deal. I hate the term baggage because it's so negative. Like my children are not my baggage. My children are my proudest achievements, but you are a package deal. So when I met Liam, um, he already knew because we met on Tinder and we chatted on there and I'd already told him I have um, a daughter. Um, but I was like, so I'm a bit of a package deal really. Um, you know that's how it is so you do have to find somebody that's open to that kind of thing unfortunately he was he's eight years older than me and he was like I get it like you're in your 30s a lot of women in their 30s have children um and I knew Liam was the right one because it was just so easy it didn't feel like a big deal I didn't feel like I didn't feel like Liam was doing me a huge favor because with others, I'd felt like, oh, it's so good of them to take me on. It's so, there aren't they good men for having me in their life because I've got a child? Whereas with Liam, I've never felt like that because he's accepted Darcy from the very get-go and knows his position in things. He knows that Darcy and Pearl will always be more important to me than a relationship. Obviously, I want my relationships to work. Please, God, let this one work. Um but, you know, your children come first, don't they? 
Absolutely. And you know what's really interesting? Because it's, it's funny you should say that because my, my now husband, um, when I met him, he had Isla. So and Isla was only, what, 15 or 16 months old. And the way he handled it with telling me, um, it was literally our first date. And it was the, one of the first things he said to me. And he was like, I'm just going to break it down for you. She is the most important thing in my life. And if you want to be part of it, which I'm really hoping you're going to say yes. I was like, well, steady on. I just want to have sex with you. It's the first date. Um, <laughs> not being sex for the first date, lol, lol, lol. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not. Lol, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> so after... Oh, so we hadn't had a whack that afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> That's why hand jobs are so handy. No no pun intended. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> You know, he was like, if you want to be part of it, you're going to have to get your head around it. And I, I don't know whether men deal with it differently. I don't want to put, you know, stereo, stereo sort of stereotype them. But I feel like there is maybe more of like a, uh, I don't know how to say this really. But like you said, maybe as mums, we feel like, oh, is it okay? And, and it's like, that's not the way it should be. We should be like shouting about the fact that we've got kids. And if you're not on board with it, don't don't worry about hanging out with us for fine thanks. Absolutely. I'm interested to know how it worked from your side because you were the the new woman, the stepmom. Did you find it, although if she was so young, I suppose it was maybe a little bit easier to bond with her because she didn't know life without you. Yeah, it's exactly that, Louise. She was, she, you know, her and I have always had this incredible bond, but because like you said, the, the first time that I met her was we were at the Westfield and she kind of just took my hand and really unconditional love just right there in a big up big blue eyes and we just she was like let's or she didn't say let's skip because she couldn't talk but she was like skip and then we like went off skipping and you know it was just it was just this lovely moment and actually we haven't looked back it's definitely come with its challenges and at the beginning you know Dozer and Isla were co-sleeping um and I as the new girlfriend didn't necessarily want that because I was trying to explore a new relationship with him. So I think that there's definite things that come up along the way, but you just have to communicate because it is, you know, you're not trying to compete against the child. And I think a lot of people get that muddled up, you know, well, who's more important? It's like, well, of course the child is. Yes. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Did you have any of that with Liam or did he completely get it? Liam completely got it, which was so nice. It was so refreshing. Um, but also I'm quite good at time management. So because Darcy goes to her dad's um, in the time that she was at her dad's, that's when I would like pour myself um, into my relationship with Liam. And that's when I would plan date nights and meals out and going and doing things he likes, like going to the rugby and all that kind of stuff. Um, And then he sort of knew that my Darcy days are going to be obviously more focused on Darcy. So it all sort of worked out quite nicely because we had the best of both worlds because I could be the really doting loving mum on my mummy days and then when it was Liam days then I could be like what I like to think of like a sexy girlfriend uh, but then we had Pearl and there was no sexiness at all because she is a toddler and that has died in my heart and now <laughs> I just survive I don't thrive I just survive <laughs> and how has the last few months been um with two young girls at home well, the party line is, it's been fantastic to spend so much extra time together. Um, <laughs> but the real line is, hell. <laughs> no, it's, it's not been hell. <laughs> Although my friend Esther calls the summer holidays the summer hella days, which really tickles me. <laughs> um, it definitely had its challenges because um, 
although it's been really it has been really nice to spend the extra time especially with Darcy who I share with her dad Pearl's here all the time which is lovely but there have been moments where it's just been so difficult because all your usual like resources are gone so you couldn't go to the playground or to soft play or you know take them out and about and you can't have your friends over which means play dates which means life is a bit easier so all the things that we have as parenting tools yeah. are gone and it was all stripped back and it was a bit like survival parenting so once I surrendered to that notion of just survival parenting it was all right what about you guys oh, I mean that's just that's a whole other podcast George <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're kind of approaching September and you know we might have a bit of time to ourselves again normality yeah normality. a little bit of normality would be lovely um, or the new normal as we call it now which yeah, the new normal. we'll which all be triggered by not. next year when someone says the new normal we'll all twitch a little bit yeah stop doing some <laughs> weird twitch <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, you mentioned um, that obviously you share Darcy um, and you have her half the time then she goes to her dad's half the time so I'm wondering um, what that's like for the girls um, it's obviously something that we're going through at the moment and Luna's becoming much more aware of when Isla leaves it's absolutely devastating mm-hmm. for her so how does Pearl react when she goes and does she understand yeah she hates it and she does understand and it hurts my heart to see them be separated um, it's really really difficult and it's so pearl has only just started really being aware of it she's two and a half now mm. and i don't know what to do i don't know how to deal with it other than to kind of equip her um with with the tools yeah i don't know what's best to do but i just try and explain to her that darcy's going to her daddy's and that she'll be back really soon um and that's that it's, it's really hard to know what the right thing is, isn't it? Because, you know, I, I don't know either, Louise. And like you said, it really hurts my heart as well. And like seeing Luna so devastated, like as she was crying her eyes out yesterday morning, just saying how much she missed her sister. And, you know, what do you say? I just said it, we're so lucky that we get to have her half the time and she brings so much love into the house. And I tried to sort of wrap it up with positivity. But when I had her head buried in my chest, I was in floods of tears at the same time because it's just heartbreaking, isn't it? Mm, it really is. I think. We need to find some mums that are like 10 years down the line with this yes. and they can give us some advice. Maybe some of your listeners, if they've got any advice, they can slide into our DMs and tell us what to do yes. with these older, wiser women who know the school. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Like, thank you so much. We could obviously chat all day um, and there's so much to talk about but I hope that um, I hope that some, you know people listening out there will, will, will take some advice on both of your you know your journeys and, and your stories yeah thank you so much thank you so much for having me I've really enjoyed this yeah it's been lovely do you know what you're so brilliant you're um, you're so wonderfully clever and funny and we love following oh, you on Instagram a well. lovely intro and a lovely outro <laughs> really <laughs> funny I've been <laughs> I've been holding back the best Laugh so that we can actually hear you talk. <laughs> when are you working your next novel? When's it happening? Next year, one a year, hopefully. I want to do ten in total. That's my little personal goal. Ten books. Okay. Wowza. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Thanks Louise. Louise.
Louise Pentland, what a legend. <laughs> I love hearing people's dating stories. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so, so, maybe she should write a book on her dating experiences because I, for one, would definitely buy and read it. It's funny, isn't it? Because when you when you meet your meet your partner and you have your kids and stuff, I don't know, I don't ever go back to that period in my life. I never even think about it. Like you, just, yeah. you don't sit down and think, I oh, remember that awful time that I got set up on that blind date with that absolute <laughs> When you hear it like that, you're like, oh, God, oh, what did our life be like? Uh, uh, love it. I love how, um, like, kind of dry and straight down the line she is as well. Like, you know she's being funny, but it's also kind of like, she sits on, the, sits on a, like, the line sometimes, doesn't she, between, like... Oh, yeah, I really like it. That was a brilliant chat. Yeah, it, no, I absolutely loved it. Um, and Louise's book is out now. So if you um, if you, you like listening to a Louise, then definitely check that out. Yes, yes. Um, and as always, we would love you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. And please, please, please tell as many people as you can. If you know someone's not listening to us, then yeah, give them a little nudge. Yeah, and do leave us a review. We love reading them. Um, I, I sometimes forget and then I ha- you know, I spend 10 minutes scrolling through, listening to, listening to, reading all your lovely comments. So please, please, please do keep those coming. Um, and always send us a message if you want to ask us anything, if you have any suggestions for us, um, at Made by Mamas on Instagram or on Zoe's own channel, at Zoe Harmon. And we will see you on Friday. We'll see you then. Have a great week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 